0: everybody and welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today we are talking comics. Today is the new comic book Wednesday for October 16th, and some big titles dropped today that I got to pick up at the comic shop. Uh, I will be reviewing three comics that came out today, Guardians of the Galaxy, issue number 10, Absolute Carnage, issue number 4, and X Men, issue number one. So let's dive right in. Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, issue number 10. This is by Donnie Cates and pencils by Corey Smith, with inks by Victor Olazaba, colors by David Curiel, and letters by VC's Corey Petit. This is Faithless, part four of six. So the last issue ended with Drax, the destroyer, coming out of. A, a, a an egg the universal church of truth which is now i guess being run by star lord's father they are breeding a bunch of drax there's like a just a whole cavern of these eggs and when the one hatched and it was drax the assumption can be made that they're probably all drax and uh yeah you know so i told you guys i'm cutting off uh guardians at issue 12 uh, that's when Donny Cates' run is done, and I'm gonna just wait on Al Ewing's for when it comes to Marvel Unlimited. And honestly, at this point, I think I would have just ended at 12 anyway because I don't know what it is about this Guardians series. I I love it, but at the same time, it just it seems a little. At least at this point, it still seems like it's a little bit empty, and I that's like the only way that I know how to describe it. Like I I don't when I get to the last page in here. I wonder how I got there. I'm like, oh, it's already the end. Okay, cool. Like, I just, I don't know. I haven't really felt a lot of emotion from this book, and that's fine. Uh, you know, it's it's a minor complaint. It's still an enjoyable read, and the art is great. I always am enjoying the art. Donny Cates seems to work with some great artists. But uh, and I'll, I'll say this as well, as always, I'm going to be going into full spoilers for these issues. So if you haven't read them and are wanting to read them and not be spoiled, uh, come back another time after you've read them or uh, go ahead and listen to them and forget about it in, you know, in a couple days and then and then wait a little bit, uh, you know, however you want to do it. But so this this issue picks up with the, and I found out his name is the Magus, not the Magus. I've been calling him the Magus, like he's a maggot, but uh, he's not a maggot. He's a, a magician, a, ma- a Magus. So he's a little kid now, and he tells the story that he landed, and apparently this, this spun out of, it says, see Thanos issue number six. Which was the miniseries by Teenie Howard, and uh, essentially he showed up at the—he found this place where a bunch of people who are former members of the Universal Church of Truth, and they've made it their life's mission to eradicate the harm their former cult committed, and so he kind of joined them, and uh, but then they turned on him because obviously his older version—he's the one who started the Church of Universal Truth, the Magus and uh so they try to kill him and in response he kills all of them and so he says in trying to stop me from becoming the monster they had always feared they created it and then the real monsters came which were some of these like monsters in the area but so he's telling this story to rocket groot and moon dragon kind of explaining to them uh, what's been going on with him and so they're like oh you know what's been going on with us the universal church of truth is striking back they're they're back basically and he says he's basically asking them like you know we need your help our friends are stuck there as you know star lord and all of them are trapped on this universal church of truth like the giant ship and he says, oh, no, I think I would quite enjoy something like that. I'm very bored here. So that was cool to see. Uh, and then at that point, we get we get closer to the what I'm assuming is the inevitable end of Rocket Raccoon. Though, honestly, guys, he's like one of the most popular characters in Marvel. So I doubt they're actually going to kill him. I wouldn't be surprised if Donny Cates did kill him because uh, he does that with characters. But as he did in Death of the Inhumans, he does a really good job of killing characters and then bringing them back. Uh, in a very short span of time so I wouldn't be surprised if this happens but we clearly see that Rocket is not doing well and now he has to be in that mech suit the giant robot suit that he's in Uh, he has to be in the suit otherwise it looks like he's going to die so now he's just in it full time and uh, so they that's part one I guess you could say and then part two is Star-Lord trying to he spends two pages trying to snap Drax out of it while his dad says you can't snap him out of it and then obviously he can't snap him out of it. And then all and then three more pages pass. All of the eggs hatch, or these cocoons hatch, and it's just a bunch of Drax. And at that point, they get a message that uh, uh, basically from those guardians saying, "Hey, like incoming, we're about to kick some ass." And so they bust in, and uh, and that's the end of the issue. Is them kind of showing up, and they uh, they're ready to fight. So like I said, it just it, that was the issue. So I'm just still. It's not that I'm trying to figure out where things are going. I seems like I can kind of see where things are going. It just, to me, I am I just don't know what the point of the story is. So the story is about Peter Quill, I'm assuming, and his dad, but we haven't really gone into that very deeply. And then at the same time, the story is about them fighting the Universal Church of Truth, which sounds like it's going to wrap up pretty nicely in two issues. So I don't know. To me, it seems like the stakes are incredibly low in this and I don't I, I really hope that these next two issues turn it around that's all I'll say I'm not I'm not gonna to wimp out on them I'm gonna get them. I've got him on my pull list and uh, I'm really hoping that that final issue really nails this in as a good run for Donny Cates because so far he has been batting a thousand in my eyes and no you know honestly he hasn't been batting a thousand he's been batting like 900 because I I first what did I first read of his well I first read Venom and Thanos wins. And both of those were incredible. And then he did Death of the Inhumans. And I actually really like the Inhumans. Black Bolt is one of my favorite Marvel characters. And so to see a story where I was like, Oh, shoot, like they're gonna be killing off the Inhumans. That's insane. And then to have him deliver on that in like the most insane ways was so awesome. And then issue five came out and all of them almost all of them got brought back. And I just I was thinking to myself like did Marvel kind of make him do that? Because he's really good at killing off characters and, and creating that sort of emotion. But it just, it, it really disappointed me when I read it. I was like, oh, wow, like, okay, so nothing changed after this, really. And, uh, and so I'm wondering if this is gonna be the same with Guardians, and, and I just, I wonder what he, what what's kind of his thought process on these sort of books, because you see him killing it with Venom and Absolute Carnage and uh, and then you have other ones where it's like no one's really talking about him doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Everyone talks about Venom. So it's like, am I alone in thinking this or are there are enough people who are saying, yeah, you know, this book is, is kind of hit or miss. And that's that's kind of where I'm at on it. But overall, I enjoyed it. Like I said, the art alone is enough for a read. I really enjoy Corey Smith's art. So um, that part was at least good. Uh, we're going to move on now to Absolute Carnage issue number four. This was another one where I I loved it. I've been loving this Absolute Carnage uh, series. Everything with I love anything Carnage, but there the hype train beat me to this I- issue, and the hype train being Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman, and they they were hyping this issue up. And no, honestly, it was just Donnie Cates, but more so than that, it was all of these. I don't get it why. I, I do get it. All these retailers, these comic book shops will tweet out like, oh man, I just read Absolute Carnage number four. And literally every single one of them says, you are not ready. And it's like, okay, we, I've become desensitized to that phrase now because every, you know, every comic book person these days is saying, you're not ready for what's coming in these issues. And it's like, okay, all right, we'll see. And so all of these people hyped it up and I read it. Like they said, oh, you, if you thought that Hulk at the end, of uh issue number three was crazy like wait till you see the fight that they have i was not impressed with the fight that they had it was a very quick fight very quick fight and uh uh, yeah so let's dive into this written by Donnie cates pencils by ryan stegman inks by jp mayer j leistein ryan stegman and then color art by frank martin with letters by vcs clayton cowles so like i said the last issue ended with the symbiote bonding with the hulk And this issue opens up with a full splash page of the Hulk, Venom Hulk, smashing Carnage through a wall and says, Venom, smash. And Carnage says, ha, 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 yes. Like, ooh, bring on the pain. And then it immediately jumps to... Uh, Eddie Brock and Spider-Man in the bunker they're kind of going over things like oh you know I need you to protect the kids and he actually gets to wield Captain America's shield as he fights the symbiotes which is kind of cool because they're basically trying to protect those guys as they finish up getting the codexes ripped out of them in the machines and so he's fighting like Miles Morales who is now a doppelganger carnage and he also has a uh sort of like a, a vibrational, electrical gauntlet on his hand. So he's got a shield on one hand and the gauntlet on the other, and he's fighting. And then we get to go back to the Hulk-Carnage fight, which is great. Uh, Hulk, you know, he he's... It doesn't even look as though he puts up a, a fight. Like, I don't know. It just seems like Carnage immediately takes him down and then takes his symbiote from him. So Carnage has now absorbed the Venom symbiote, which is crazy. I was not expecting that. And then at the same time, Eddie uh zaps and saves miles he gets him off him kind of returning the favor from in venom which was really cool to see and uh so at that point he's like okay you know like we're we basically are gonna lose like i'm all on my own and no joke guys i mean like i said that that aside the fact that this hype really kind of got me down the issue is still incredible and Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman are firing on all cylinders in this series, and no more apparent than this new design for Carnage after he's absorbed the Venom symbiote. He just looks absolutely terrifying. He's just an ungodly horror at this point. And uh, so at this point, Eddie's kind of by himself, but then Captain America and The Thing and Wolverine show up after they you know, get out of their stasis, and they start fighting as well. So that was nice to see, a nice team-up. And at the end of it, though, it was like, oh, crap, like, Carnage is essentially winning, like, we can't stop him at this point, what are we going to do? And he's like, well, what about those codexes? And they explained to him, like, hey, actually, we found out that the codexes are um, that basically the maker was it was not he was not doing what it says he was going to do. He says, that's what I've been miles explains this to him. He says, that's what I've been trying to tell you. I don't know what maker told you about this device, but he's been lying to you. I felt it when I connected to Carnage. The machine doesn't extract the codexes and destroys them. It collects them. And so this, to me too, was the second, the second letdown. And not, not in a worse way, it didn't ruin the, the issue for me, but this big whole song and dance of Eddie busting open this machine to absorb and and so here i'm gonna just here's what i would say so you know this is what's coming this is the second to the last page he lets all of these things grow it says they fall into me black rain burrowing and growing and and guys like i said like donny Cates is just a a master wordsmith the codices writhing and connecting with my own, the voices of their former hosts screaming in my mind, Captain America's voice barking orders and war strategies, Wolverine's rage igniting my blood into ancient fire, I see through Hawkeye's diamond scalpel eyes, the thing's ungodly strength turning my muscles to stone, they all melt together inside me, many voices becoming one, the power, not like anything I've ever felt before, something new." something better. We are the fury of this red-drenched city, clothed in an armor of an avenging legion. This ends with us, all of us, because we're stronger when we're together. And together, and I'm getting chills right now, guys, together, we are Venom. And but the this last page where it says Venom, it's just the same Venom. From issue, it was like what issue two or something, whatever issue it was in Venom, where we get to see that the Venom symbiote has wings and can fly. It's the exact same looking symbiote, unless I'm missing something like there's no it doesn't look like he got an upgrade at all it just looks like he got his venom suit and i was expecting there to be some insane sort of venom symbiote that's like a combination of captain america and wolverine and the thing and hawkeye and it just doesn't look like that at all so maybe this last issue will show it and i trust that it will because that. regardless this last page is still beautiful we get a full shot of carnage he looks nuts absolutely insane but I just, I don't know, I was just like, wow, okay, you you, you gave that beautiful of a telling of this carnage symbiote, uh, you know, absorbing into you, and then all it is is just you, or the Venom symbiotes, it's just like, all that it is is that, so I don't know, to me that was just a little bit of a letdown, but nothing to take away from my enjoyment of the issue, I still loved it, and I, there's a whole thing, and, and this is where it's like, okay, Marvel, you're being a little cocky. Um, They have a whole thing here, like a whole two pages in here. It says, Venomaniacs, you guys are incredible. We just got word today that issue one of Absolute Carnage has gone back for a fifth printing. We want to make sure you didn't miss any of the new printings and new covers that have been coming out. So see below for all the new printings you can find at your local comic shop. And it's just a little cover gallery of all the reprinted covers. And then the next page is two pages of all of the True Believers Carnage ones. I don't know. It's like, okay, you give, you give these extra pages, but is that story pages or is it advertising pages, guys? Come on, come on. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. I thought that was great, and I cannot wait to read that last issue when it comes out next month. And now we can move to what I'm calling, again, the main event. Guys, Last week, ah, last week was a tough week. We ended the powers of 10 and house of x uh, series and we are moving into uncharted and unknown territory what does the future hold for marvel's merry mutants what does the future hold for my wallet the short answer is a lot of cobwebs because i am going i'm going all in on this x-men series uh, on all of the X Men series for now, but after reading this issue, I am so happy that I notified my comic shop that I want to put them all on hold because not only is this book incredibly thick, it feels almost like a $5.99 issue, but um, it's not for some reason. But the oh, it's just so good. It if any of you out there were wondering and I honestly don't think any of you were, Uh, if this X-Men book could kind of carry the weight of what was being built and done in those prior series, the answer is a resounding yes. The big question, obviously, is are these other series going to stack up as well? Because this is the only one besides New Mutants that Hickman is writing, and uh, if this is any indication, though, I'm just, I cannot wait. I'm so excited, especially since we'll have something every week. So, Again, full spoilers on this, so if you haven't read it and you want to, uh, maybe come back and check this out later. So X-Men, issue number one, it is by Jonathan Hickman, with art by Lineal Francis Yu, with inks by Jerry Allen Goulian, and then color art by Sonny Goh, with letters by VCs Clayton Cowles, and design by Tom Muller. And so just, just off the top, there are infographics in this, and there also is the exact same uh, design page for the sort of, uh, um, for that, the, the table of contents, the credits, if you will and uh this issue just i mean there's a lot to unpack in this issue so i'm just gonna kind i'm not gonna read the issue to you but i'm kind of gonna discuss it so the first two pages is essentially a quick retelling of professor xavier helping cyclops see again with uh the the ruby quartz glasses and then from there it just jumps into this right away and it says mutants around the world are flocking to the island nation of krakowa for safety security and to be a part of the first mutant society standing between that sacred land in the human world are the heroes of mutandom the x-men and then we open up and and it's a um it's current day and storm cyclops polaris and magneto are taking the fight to the last orcus stronghold on earth and uh honestly guys i think hickman's doing an even better job writing in this one because he puts in a lot of comedy in this issue and I, uh, I'm going to hit on it here as it gets there. But so they're basically just taking these characters out, these um, not drones, but just you know, soldiers, whatever you want to call these orcas people. But they just kind of talk about and catch, catch you up, I guess, if you hadn't been reading it about where we are and uh, where things are at. And so then at that point, they realize he says that, uh, hey, I, I'm noticing that these people, they're falling back. They're not scattering. So maybe they're protecting something. And so they get to the spot where they're protecting, and what it is, is uh, it's like, uh, it's an area where uh, I guess a bunch of pods are that are being, you know, they're holding people. But what's so great, and this was this was something that uh, people were wondering in the previews pages, but, so Scott says, Okay, then, this is the beating heart of it. We've located their main lab, sir. Do you have a lock on our position? Yes. We're ready when you are. And then the people are like, what the? And then they go, oh no. And so people are like, who's sir? And so they say, oh no, Magneto. And Magneto literally rips open the ceiling of this place and says, Polaris, I know that I can be at times overly demanding, but I am, am I asking too much of a flawed world if I want no rubble and certainly no rabble beneath my feet when they touch the ground? And she says, of course not, Father. Allow me. And she rips up the floor and, like, ties up every single person in the room. No problem at all. And then, uh... <laughs> it just gets so badass. So Cyclops is blasting at this giant door. He says, they're locked down tight. It's shielded, which I can punch through, but the door itself is made of vibranium. And uh, Magneto says, which you cannot stand aside, Cyclops. And rips the door open. And... Uh, and like I said, they bought basically busts in and, uh, all these people, like they bust in and there's all these people. And this guy injects himself with this thing. He injects it. He says, he's like, I don't know what it is, but then the next scene, everybody is gorillas. So I don't know if they just transformed into gorillas, but they like busted through Magneto says we're through. And then, uh, players is like, is that, and then storms like, what's that sound? It's like Wild oh and then all these gorillas come out and here's comedy number one this this felt like something that would come from like a 90s cartoon marvel and i'm so happy for it cyclops says on your right be careful they're sure to be savvy all of these apes have phds (laughs) like i don't know why i've been cracking up about this but they're sure to be savvy all these apes have phds like why would you need to say that? I'm so happy that you said that, though. And so then Magneto says, "Go, I'll take care of this. Find them." And guys, I, I said I wasn't gonna read it, and I say that every time, but here I am reading it. So then uh, they get deep inside this hub, and uh, all of these people are trapped in in little cylinders, almost like if you remember in Captain America and uh, Captain America: Civil War, like when all of the other Winter Soldiers in uh in the the frozen place man i don't remember what, what it was siberia they're all in those tubes stasis tubes and so storm makes a gateway with a with a crocoan flower so they can get back and then they bust these people out and for some reason this weird person comes out who looks like mr negative and so she's like i'm not here you don't see me and Storm's like, what are you talking about? I'm looking right at you. And Polaris says, hmm, human, but the tachyon bleed suggests massive atemporal development, so technically post-human. So it's almost like these orcas people were performing experiments. And so then she just, she kind of just disappears. And, um, oh, and then, oh my god, another great, so then Magneto shows up. He says, or she goes, this this girl, she says, I emerged before I was fully cooked, a child born out of time, but I had to, don't you see? We are, there are wild gods loose in the world. And Magneto shows up. He says, the only gods on this planet stand before you, child. And then Cyclops says, that was faster than I expected. And Magneto says, the evolutionary throwbacks retain just enough of their humanity for things to quickly become tribal after I asserted my dominance, it didn't take long for them to turn on one another, like, oh man, he is just being, he's so crazy, and so then she just teleports, like, she disappears, and then uh, Polaris is like, ah, should we follow her, and Magneto says, yes, she couldn't have gotten far, and then Cyclops says, no, that is not our priority, if the council wants to make it one, we can deal with that later, but for now, we have more important things to do, let's get these children home, and it's a bunch of mutant children that I guess were kept in these stasis pods, and then they travel back to Krokoa and and Everyone is basically cheering their names, especially Magneto. That part was great, too. So Magneto is just getting cheered by the people here. And they're like, tell us how you defeated the humans, Magneto. Tell us how you saved those children. Will you take us next time you go? We want to fight with you. And Magneto uh, kneels down in front of one of them and says, I've spent my life fighting, so you would never have to, my child. I've wasted too much of my life at war with the humans, but it was worth it because now you have Krakoa, and Krakoa is all you ever need and then the kid goes but what if the humans try to take it from us like they always do I'm not afraid I won't run and Magneto says you won't have to for I am Magneto let man run from me and then everyone says Magneto Magneto and uh and I was like okay like he's getting pretty cocky but then Polaris fact checked me She uh, tells Cyclops, she goes, it's like he's a young man again. And says, I have to admit, it's getting a little embarrassing. And Cyclops says, he's waited a long time for this. We all have. And that, to me, is Hickman writing as the audience, as us. We have waited a long time for this. A long time for people to cheer for people like Magneto. For people to enjoy and appreciate the X-Men and love them again. And, uh, that's where we're at. And so then Cyclops goes to, uh, back to his home and he, um, he has his whole family's at his house. And he says, um, he says, basically says, he says, because I believed in a thing and now it's real. And she's like, Scott. And he's like, yeah. She says, do you really believe that? And he says every single word of it and then he shows up at his well the next scenes actually on Orcus, on uh, the Orcus Forge by the Sun with from you know House of X where they knocked the mother mold head into the Sun the space station is still functional and so they' th- this whole part of it is they're kind of just picking up the pieces and they're kind of trying to figure out what the next steps are going to be how are we going to come back we get to see Karima um, we get to see Doctor is it Dr Gar- Gargan or Dr. Gregor? And, uh, we don't, there's a new kind of bad guy who's got like, he's blind or something. We'll see. They're, they're slowly developing that as a threat. But then we get back to the main event, which is Scott at his family's house, the summer house, which is on the moon, guys. Scott, he says, uh, and this is where I just, he really... Hickman did a great job with Cyclops in House of X and Powers, but uh, he's doing a great job with him now too as the X-Men. So he's talking with his dad, with with Corsair. He says, son, he goes, oh, hey, dad. He says, Gene asked me to come find you. Dinner's almost ready. And he says, "When when we all got to Krakoa, someone asked me where I wanted to live. I didn't really worry about it at first. We just hung out under the stars, happy to soak it all in. But the more I thought about it, I really wanted a place with a view. He says, I can tell. He says, we can grow Crocoan K- habitats anywhere, Dad. And they all link back to the main island. So I figured, why settle? And it's this beautiful view of Earth. It's just so gorgeous. And then we get, this is even better. Vulcan is cooking steaks on a grill and, and like doesn't get... He's... I, I got to just read this. So... Um, someone says, and it's Wolverine. He goes, want to explain what you're doing? And Vulcan says inside this device an inferno burns that fire matches the one inside of me. Do you see? I was born for such things and I will not stop until these all consuming flames. have." I and he says, you're all, you know, you're not listening. I want my steak rare. And he goes, you put the meat on the fire and expect what the fire not to be fire. And, he, and uh, Wolverine looks at him and says, I'm going to fight you. And he says, peace, warrior, because you are valiant and have earned my respect. I will give you your stake rare. And Wolverine says, thank you. And then this like a huge flame comes up and he goes, "Uh, medium rare. And he says, you son of a. And then it and then it ends. And then we get a great scene with like psych, uh, the young cable freaking out about uh, this giant antimatter gun uh and then like they're a family again guys like this is just so cool to see the young cycle the young uh cable says mom is it cool if i trade guns with raza she says set the table first dear and then they have a big dinner they're chit-chatting everyone's having fun they're just a big happy family and cyclops says hey i uh i've got a present for you he says and then uh, he says havoc you got it and then uh, he says, yes, I do. Here you go, old man, and hands this flower to Corsair. He says, it's a nice, it's a plant, a flower. Okay, I don't get it. And Cyclops says, it's a crocoan gate, dad, linked with one that we have here in the house. All you need to do is plant it in the Starjammers Arboretum. And no matter where you are in the universe, you'll always be just a short walk away. He says, well, then I love it. And uh, he says, it's good to see you, dad. He says, yes, father, your visit warms my heart, which already, uh, this is obviously Vulcan, uh, which is already a flame, is like pouring heat upon heat, it's the fire of a thousand suns, and uh, Cyclops says, okay, Gabe, he gets it, he goes, I'm only like this because I grew up without a strong male role model, and, uh, which, just, the right, guys, this is just, this is peak X-Men, Cyclops says, it's alright, it's been a good day, the first of many, let's eat. And then we get another infographic that kind of goes over with the summer's house, the summer house, which has sort of where all the stuff is gateway access, the planes. And then it shows everybody, everybody has a room. So there's a kitchen, a kitchen, a dining room and a living area. And then Cyclops has a room. Everyone has their own room, which is cool. Obviously I would want my own room too, but Cyclops, Wolverine, Jean, Vulcan, Havoc, an empty room. Cable, empty room, Rachel, which is uh, Rachel, Summer, Rachel Gray, Prestige, and then later, later we get another great conversation between Cyclops and his dad. His dad comes in while he's doing dishes, and they're talking, and he says, uh, "He says, my boy, your world has changed." And he says, "Yes, it has, and for the better." And then, of course, there says, "Well, forgive my simple-minded human observation," and he says, "Dad." He says, no, listen, you've always lived a dangerous life, and it's cost you over the years. But what, what you're doing, it feels even more dangerous. I'm worried about you and your brothers. And this is why Hickman is the king right now. He says, here's the thing I've figured out, Dad. There's no end to the number of things on Earth or hell out there in the universe that want to kill us. They never stop coming, and they never will. We're all the same that way. So sure, I'm a fighter. I will never stop fighting for what I believe in. But I also live here, surrounded by the people I love. So I'm done focusing on the things that want me dead, and I'm choosing to spend my days focused on the things that make me want to live, okay? And he says, okay, you're a good boy. And then that's the that's the uh, the end of their, their piece, right? And then which is just so touching. I mean, I haven't read a lot of starjammer stuff or stuff with his dad. I've read a couple bits and pieces, but I just I know their relationship has usually been kind of strained because obviously he's been out in space forever. So to see this and to see them all have a giant family meal, like that's I guarantee you that's stuff that longtime X-Men fans have been dying to see. And then the last few pages is back on the Orcus Forge. Doctor Gregor appears to have figured out a way to bring her husband back—the guy who blew up the X-Men ship. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. I have no idea. But then you get the the giant page at the end of all the books that are coming out. So honestly, I I was so happy when I read this book because I knew I knew without question. I knew that House and Powers, we're gonna be uh, knock out, amazing. Like I, I knew from the very beginning. I trust Hickman, that sort of thing. I was a little concerned with these books, and again, I'm more so concerned with the ones coming because they're not written by Hickman. But I was a little bit nervous on this one, and he's pulled it off. So uh, if these continue to pull off, I just we're in a new era at that point. We're in an era of great X Men comics. I even got a cool pack of cards at the comic shop that are literally trading cards for the covers of all of the first issues of this dawn of x along with a trading card that has the Krakoan alphabet on it which is super cool so if you go to your local comic shop you can get one of these too they were free so I'm just I'm so happy I'm so happy that this book is as good as it was I've read it three times now that was my third time reading it I'm just I'm so happy for the x-men I'm so happy that all the old x-men shows are coming to Disney plus guys it is a great time to be an x-men fan right now now, it's a great time to be a comic book fan it's a great time to be a marvel fan it's a great time to be a fan of anything that you want to be a fan of and uh, that's what we're all about here on comics and cinema, is uh, falling in love with the things that you want to love and appreciating them for the rest of your life so that's going to do it for us this week at comics and cinema i'm your host alex klein thanks so much for listening and enjoy reading these comics